0: All right, we want to welcome all of our listeners to Live at Legacy. This is a podcast series where we will introduce you to some of our new employees and faculty and staff. That way you can get to better know the Legacy community. Uh, I am Adam Housley, and joining me today, our first guest, our guinea pig, is Miss Holly Hammond. So, Holly, welcome. Thank you. And uh, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about who you are and how you got here.
1: Well, thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, I have been a part of the Legacy family for about 12 years now. As a parent, I have three children who attend here and have since the beginning. I'll have a senior, a sophomore, and an eighth grader.
0: Very good. Now... Besides being a parent, you've actually been on staff before, correct?
1: I have. I've been on staff as a volunteer in a volunteer capacity as well as employed. I've been a part of the PTF for years, serving on the board, and then was um, employed by Legacy as the first community liaison. That's
0: right. And for those of you that are new or maybe just didn't know, the community liaison position kind of grew into two um, positions that are now our Associate Head for Development, which is occupied by Ms. Deanna Carpenter, as well as our Communications Specialist, Sam Martin. So it kind of took two people to replace you when you left. (laughs) I think that's how that goes. Um, Talk a little bit about um, what it is you're going to be doing next year.
1: Well, I've been hired to be the Intermediate School Instructional Resource Specialist, which basically means I'm going to be a teacher.
0: That's good. Um, And and we were talking beforehand, um, and I I loved it when you said that, you know, I'm still being a teacher because that's what you love to do.
1: Well, I miss the classroom, to be honest with you, and so... um, I was glad to go back into the classroom the past three years. I've been teaching an FISD at an elementary school as a resource teacher and working with students of all different disabilities um, with all different kind of learning differences from dyslexia, dysgraphia mild learning disabilities, autism, ADD, um, the list could go on and on.
0: And I know that experience combined with the fact that you've been a part of our community both as a parent and as a staff member was, I know, a huge plus as, as we were reviewing applicants for the position. Um, it's great to have somebody that knows the local community as well as the experience um, in your field.
1: Well, thank you. I really feel like my background in teaching has definitely uniquely prepared me for this position and to meet this true need that Legacy has for these students and all of our mission appropriate families.
0: Sure. Well, let's start off by talking a little bit about what the program is not. I know that uh, working in admissions, oftentimes we get questions that are, you know, centered or questions from parents that are centered around exactly what it is you're going to be doing. And sometimes it's most helpful to talk about what it's not before we actually address you know, what the program is designed for. So let's talk about what it's not.
1: Well, sure. It's definitely not a specialized program that's specifically designed with a disability in mind. It's not a program for a dyslexic student. It's not a program specifically made and designed for a student with a mild learning disability. Um... It's a program that's going to help students and meet them where they are and help advance them with the same kind of college preparatory rigor that we've come to expect at Legacy. Yeah,
0: and I, I, like, I like that. And some of you out there listening may be thinking, well, what is it if it's not designed um, to do that? Uh, and we'll talk about that certainly in a minute. But you know, there are lots of programs out there that are designed for specific learning disabilities or, or um, certain learning styles if you will um, and one of the things I love about the challenge dr. Harmon put before uh, put before I know mr. Dibley as well as some of the rest of us on staff was you know what is it our students need and I think more than anything what we felt like they needed was just additional support and um, he gave us the freedom to kind of work within that and and find a program that we feel like is going to support our students and not something that's you know prepackaged in a box and and you know here it is and we're just going to implement it all of a sudden.
1: Well, and I really feel like that's the true beauty of the position is that it can be individualized for students. And, you know, as we all know, all students learn differently. And um, some are stronger in other areas than, than others, and you just need to individualize the instruction to help meet the students where they are and bring them along in a college preparatory manner.
0: Now, two terms that often get tossed around when we talk about um student support are accommodations and modifications and I think um, outside of the education world those two terms can be used you know fairly synonymously but inside when you're speaking to Ease, so to speak those are two very different terms talk a little bit about the difference between accommodating and modifying
1: absolutely so accommodating is something that I will be doing in my job um on a daily basis versus modifying. Accommodating is when you provide certain helps in place for students that do learn differently, whether they be visual cues and supports for visual learners or auditory supports for those that learn auditorily, a lot of hands-on learning, it can be as um, easy as adding some graphic organizers, chunking work into sections to make the work more doable, helping with organizational skills to, you know, physical layovers or highlighters or anything that will help make a student successful is an accommodation.
0: Right, and I know, um, you know, one of my favorite educational cartoons uh, talks about, you um, even seat placement is really an accommodation that Absolutely. some students seem to sit at the front of the room. <laughs> the comic strip has, uh, you know, the ideal teacher placement or student placement is a row. It's one row in the classroom with 20 seats, <laughs> all on the front row. But um, so modifying really entails really changing the curriculum up, or or changing um, not just how students instructed, but a lot of times the amount of work. Um,
1: Absolutely. It's changing the amount of work, but it's more than that, too. It's changing the, um, the rigor of the work that you expect from a student. And, you know, maybe two grade levels under might be um, a modification, but we won't right. be doing that. Um, in my capacity.
0: Right. So they'll be receiving the same instruction, just perhaps a little bit differently. They'll be taking the same tests. The assignments will be, um, they won't be shortened or certainly not lengthened, but everything, they'll be submitting the same work and and taking the same tests.
1: That's right. It may be taught a little differently. Um, I may get a little more creative with how they... Turn in um, assignments, but it will be the exact same curriculum and the exact same work will be expected.
0: Sure, I, I know um, you know having been a teacher myself, one of the challenges that a, a classroom teacher faces is, you know, you have. It doesn't matter how many students you have in there. You you always have a, a a spectrum of learners, and one of the challenges is to meet the needs of those that are the most advanced, as well as do so in a way that um, helps those that perhaps struggle with it more than others. Absolutely. Um, and and so. Your position is really to come in and help those struggling learners to stay on pace, is it not?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's my goal is to okay. help all the students that learn differently.
0: So in talking about what the program is, we kind of already talked a little bit about what the program is. Is there anything else you want to add when we talk about you know, what your role is or how you're going to service students?
1: Well, I'm going to be um, mainly just overseeing all of the learning needs of students in the 5th through 8th grade. Um, I'll also be teaching Uh, English for 7th and 8th grade, the classes, um, like we said, it's going to offer the same curriculum, the same college preparatory rigor that you've come to expect, but it's going to offer just beneficial, individualized support for these students.
0: Sure. Um, tell me about what you're doing this summer to prepare for your new new role at the school.
1: Well, I have a summer reading list as I'm preparing myself for the curriculum that I'm going to be teaching um, in these classes. But I'm also taking a look at the students' files. I'm studying and analyzing the data from... Um, Various various means the Iowa test. I'll be taking a look at some of those scores, the assessment grade average, as well as some of the teachers' notes and teachers' recommendations. Yeah, I
0: would imagine a, a, one of the things that you're you're doing is is conversing with your fellow teachers. Absolutely. Sorry, I got a little tongue tied there. I know you said on the way up you talked to uh, Mrs. Housley, who's you know getting you some notes for things that she's doing in English that you know will help you as you prepare.
1: Absolutely. I really feel like a lot of my position is going to be a collaboratory position and a lot of collaboration between the fifth through eighth grade teachers and how I can help support them to meet the needs of all of our learners.
0: Yeah, and I know that's going to be um, a big deal for some of our families as well. You know, when you talk about fifth through eighth grade, one of the... challenges we face there is to get the students to take ownership of their education, which entails teaching them how they learn best and how to structure, um, you know, the way they study and the way they approach homework. And so I think it's going to be, you know, a huge part of your role is just stepping in to help mitigate between the student who's struggling and the teacher, um, you know, who has, you know, a lot of students to to communicate with.
1: Absolutely. You know, a large part of my role will be teaching students to be their best advocate. Yeah.
0: Um, well, final question before we uh, close our broadcast for today. Tell me what you're most excited about when you think about returning to Legacy.
1: Well, that's a very easy question for me to answer. This has definitely been prayed about on my part, and I could not be more thrilled to be back a part of the Legacy family. Having already been able to experience it as a faculty and staff member, um, I know what it entails. And um, to be among colleagues and teachers and um, administrators who share the same position and the same view that you do and put the Lord Jesus Christ as the center of everything we do. It's um, a privilege and a blessing to be back a part of that.
0: Well, thank you for coming in. I think you said it well. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, We're happy to have you back on staff and uh, in the fold with Legacy. To our listeners, we want to say thank you for joining us today for our first ever Live at Legacy interview and we hope you enjoy the rest of your summer.